Good evening, friends. Welcome to another episode of Perfect in Love with John and Kim. I'm John. And I'm Kim. Well, happy Thursday, everybody. Here we are. I'm not in Utah. You're not in Utah. Welcome home, sweetheart. Hi. It's been good to have you back. Worth every minute of the drive from Sebawang down to Detroit and back. And back. So how was your time in Utah? Tell us all about it. Tell tell us all about it. Okay. Um, we went down Tuesday to drop me off at the airport. Kind of freaked me out a little bit. Why? I was kind of by myself. And it was kind of scary, even though it shouldn't have been, but it was. Um, got through TSA, and I'm going to admit this because I already admit it to you. Once I got through TSA and they didn't flag any of my costumes or anything like that, I went in the bathroom and I cried because <laughs> I think the anxiety got to me a little bit. And then um, I found Chick-fil-A, which made my day a little better um, in the airport. Oh, Chick-fil-A. <laughs> but then I, you know, went and flew out to Salt Lake. The flight was fine. I got out to Salt Lake and then it ended up not being so fine for a little bit. And then once we got travel plans, hotel plans kind of straightened out. I actually made it over to opening ceremonies. And then I practiced Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, skated really early for a practice session on Saturday. Um, did one skate at nine o'clock in the morning um, and got fourth place out of eight, which at that, woo, woo, woo. at that point was the biggest group I had ever skated against. Yes, I won. Um, one of my events a couple years ago, um, but this was the biggest group, so to actually like be on the podium was was pretty cool. Um, and then I had a practice a practice I scheduled across town, and I opted not to do that because it would have cost us a lot more money to get a ride and all that stuff. So I did a bunch of stuff off ice, and then I had another skate in the afternoon, um, and then took fourth out of twelve for my Cinderella program. Um, which again was the biggest group that I had skated against. And then I took home a fourth place medal, which, yeah, you could sit here and say, I'm, you know, I'm mad that I didn't win. And no, that's not the case because I put out two good skates minus one spin that I messed up on. Um, and to hold my own and make a podium in both of my events is actually in all of the things I had to overcome and do by myself. Like it was actually pretty decent. So I, you know, in theory, there was 12 skaters that didn't get a medal um, in both of my events. So I'm thankful that I walked away with the something. So um, I did a class with Ashley Wagner on Sunday. Who's that? Um, your skating girlfriend. Oh. Oh, you're not going to laugh. Okay. <laughs> she is a national champion and um, an Olympic bronze medalist. I have actually done one other class with her. Um when it was in Canton last year. And so they offered it at Adult Nationals and I took the opportunity to do that on Sunday. And then I putzied around downtown a little bit, went to the planetarium and the arcade by myself, and then um, flew home early Monday. Are your wings tired? My wings tired? From the flight home. No. <laughs> well, I guess it wasn't morning. I left in the morning, but I got home really late. Because there was a two-hour time difference. So we didn't get home to like, what, 11.30 p.m.? Mm-hmm. So, 
you're so thrilled to relive this in <laughs> four minutes. <laughs> I was just letting you letting you rip the story off, seeing how long you were gonna take, what details you're gonna give us, and what I was gonna have to dig for and and get more. So, um, let's let's back up just okay. a hair. Um, so you get through TSA at the airport and you you said you, you went in the bathroom you cried and and you think it was just you know all the anxiety from from that and what do you think you were like why do you think you were anxious i don't know oh. i think like when i shut the car door you were about ready to cry too <laughs> so it not of, really <laughs> yes you were oh seriously <laughs> i i was okay i mean yeah i was gonna miss you for the week but I, I don't know. But you, it was you were going to be fine. You know, every time we've flown, you know, at, <laughs> this sounds weird for a 33-year-old, but I've never been on a flight without somebody that I didn't know. Yes, there was a couple of skaters that I did kind of know. Um, but to, like, be fully responsible for myself, not that I haven't done that before in other situations or environments, but it was just something about it to where, you know, when I got through the airport and I'm like, okay, this is up to me. This is up to me to make my flight. This is up to me to get to my hotel room. This is up to me to get where I need to be on time to be a responsible adult. And, you know, everybody that knows me knows that I'm pretty responsible, but, you know, it comes with some sort of, um, I don't know the word I'm looking for, but it comes, it comes with some sort of thing of being an adult and it just kind of freaked me out for a little bit that hmm. I'm just responsible for me like nobody else can be responsible for me right now I'm the only one that's responsible for me so it was kind of overwhelming it wasn't like getting on a flight to go on a vacation okay so. um so then you get to Salt Lake and you and then what i took a lift to my hotel okay you want me to tell the story well i mean you might as well yeah um so um my lovely husband booked me in a motel six which is what we could afford and we stayed um at many hotel sixes before but i got there and I'm like, okay, the building's a little run down. All right. So I go in and check in. The guy at the desk is nice. And he's like, this is where, you know, your room is. Hands me the key. You know, figures out, you figure out all that stuff. And I literally walk out of the lobby. And there were homeless people all over the place. The railings, you know, going up to my room were all broken and busted. And there was garbage everywhere. And I'm pretty sure they were dealing drugs in the parking lot. And then I get up to my room and there was a homeless person sleeping right outside of my room. And like, you could tell they've been there for a few weeks and just like the overwhelming feeling of, I cannot stay here. <laughs> so after dealing with all of that on the flight, I closed and locked the door and I called you and I bawled like a baby and said, I cannot stay here all week. This is really, really scary. And okay. that 
it yeah it was probably one of the scariest i mean i'm describing it in the most <laughs> tip of the iceberg type of feel but it it was a lot and it was probably one of the scariest moments of my life um because there was a lot going on and a lot that i was not comfortable with okay so and then what happened um you called my mom <laughs> So, um, thankfully, uh, you and mom figured it out to where you could get me in a different hotel. Um, and I got down there and the gentleman working the desk was very nice. And the room I ended up being in was very nice, very quiet, very relaxing. Um, and I was able to at least dump all of my stuff in the room and then get over to opening ceremonies. And I think like that night sitting there at opening ceremonies going okay i don't have to deal with that anymore <laughs> like i'm mm -hmm. in a safe place um i feel safe there's nice people around me i know a lot of these people now you know i can just kind of get into my element and um i didn't really talk to a whole lot of people that shame on me but i kind of stayed in my own little bubble um so, um i i want to uh, I'm, I'm driving somewhere i, I got things we can um when you know when you had that moment where you got into the the better hotel and between that and getting the open cer opening ceremonies and you started to relax <clears throat> how did you feel knowing that you know even though you were there on your own but you know you had something scary come up you had a situation come up that you didn't know how to deal with and you're seemingly on your own and independent that the whole time you had people watching you, you had all you had to do was call and ask, and it got taken care of. Yeah. Once you knew that and realized that, how did things change? I mean, it changed pretty fast because you kept texting me and saying, I'm taking care of it. I'm working on it. It's okay. Like, it'll be okay. And when she got it figured out and I went and, you know, told the guy at the Motel 6 why I was leaving, he was like, okay. And then just had me sign a paper, refunded my money. I waited for a ride to get down to the other hotel. And I'm like, I remember sitting in the back of the lift, like my hands were still shaking because I was just so thankful to get out of there. Um, but it was a huge, like, this is going to be the scariest moment, scariest week of my life to okay, now I can just settle down and just concentrate on what I have to concentrate on. And it was a major shift. Yeah. And so, you know, the perspective I had from here talking to you throughout the week is, as I did see and sense, sense a major shift. And as we got, as we got towards the end of the, your time there in the week, I think you realized you, you weren't alone. Yes, we weren't physically there, but you started exploring. You felt more comfortable in nicer neighborhoods you you went to the arcade, you went to the planetarium, you know, you were you were comfortable getting your rides back and forth, you dealt with all your stuff, got to your practices, got your costumes and your props together and everything, did your shopping, got your food, all that stuff. And yeah, there was some nerves that I could sense that you had around the performance, which is normal. You you have that here too. Yeah. You'd have that if we were all there with you. Um, but the the anxiety, the travel anxiety, the being alone, that that went away. Yeah, and, and 
No, not done. Um, it's okay. I I'm grateful that we're we're going through this and, and breaking this down tonight because um, there's there's a point in here. I think that's that's big. It's a you know it's an illustration. So you know that demonstration that it took. You know the the Motel Six. You know I, you know I carried some guilt and felt bad putting you in that situation in the first place, but. If it hadn't been for that, we wouldn't have had the opportunity to have that very tangible demonstration to you of support from myself and from your parents of, hey, I get that we're not out there with you, but we're watching and we're here and anything comes up, we're going to take care of it. It's not going to be a problem. Mm -hmm. And, And I think having that, I think, had an impact on you for the week. And I think we can look at the same thing as Christians, um, and and our need for um, our need for God, our need for Christ and for a Savior, is that sometimes we're kind of blinded to our brokenness and our sin until, in such a, a tangible way, we realize our need to be with God. And sin separates us from God and leaves us on our own, leaves us anxious, leaves us, you know, tense and scared and in bad situations, right? And repentance and, and stepping away from that sin and, and accepting Christ brings us that hope, brings us that tangible presence of God, brings us back to him. And I'm not relating, I'm not saying you're being sinful or anything like that. I mean, you, you probably were at moments, but that's unrelated. You know, nothing <laughs> nothing that I know of. But just to, um, you know, make that into an analogy of you weren't alone at all that entire time. But all you had to do, you know, when you got to that darkest, scariest, loneliest moment is accept it and call out and help and realize that you weren't alone the whole time that was there. And that that's all we, we have to do. Yeah. So, I don't know. That was a long way to get to something we talk about all the time and, and know. But mm-hmm. I thought it was neat. Teachable moment in your figure skating experience. And my coach has told me every competition is a different experience. And this one, for sure, was a different experience. <laughs> um that 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 just started my week and you know that same day after opening ceremonies i had to figure out how to get dinner but you know i had to go get groceries because i ate in my room a lot um you know i didn't pack a couple things on purpose (laughs) contact solution hairspray because i didn't want to tote them so i had to figure out how to get to a drugstore you know and pick up that kind of stuff and you know so that was in day one (laughs) so i think as the week progressed yeah like everything settled down and mm-hmm. you know how can I do this and I was reaching out to you how can I do this or what do you think about this or you know whatever and so yeah your points go hand in hand <laughs> so some familiar scripture tonight uh, starting in John uh, the book of John chapter 3 um, we'll start in 16 for God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son that whoever believes in him shall not perish but have eternal life 
For God did not send his Son into the world to condemn the world, but to save the world through him. Whoever believes in him is not condemned, but whoever does not believe stands condemned already, because they have not believed in the name of God's one and only Son. This is the verdict. Light has come into the world, but people love darkness instead of light because their deeds were evil. Everyone who does evil hates the light and will not come into the light for fear that their deeds will be exposed. But whoever lives by the faith, by the truth, comes into the light so that it may be seen plainly that what they have done has been done in the sight of God. All that to say that without believing in Jesus, we're condemned. And condemned, you know, isn't a cartoon devil and fire. I mean, yes, there is a hell, and you go to hell if you don't go to heaven. I'm not, I'm not saying that, that, but the true, most painful, worst part of that, the, the worst part of that is existence separated from God, which is what we are without that belief. And it's the loneliest, scariest, uh, unimaginable existence. And we don't have to have that. No matter what anxious things exist, no matter what painful, terrible things are in our life at any given point, we have hope and that God loves us and desires us so much and wants to be present in our lives. And that he sacrificed his only son for us for that. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Yeah. So that recaps what your time in Utah looked like. That um, goes through some just wonderful truth and some beautiful things. So what else right now? So we don't have a, we're taking a break from the guests for this episode. We've got some other things lined up. So we'll uh, go back to that in upcoming episodes. Um, but in the few minutes we've got left tonight, minus prayer, uh, what else is going on right now? Anything big? Um, I don't know. We've talked about the auction a few times. but Talked about the auction a few that's times. That's coming up on Saturday. I'm in an ice show on Saturday, so I have to go up to Mount Pleasant to perform with my theater team. So, and you're going to go right from performing with the theater team? right from the auction to performing in Mount Pleasant. What else do we have going on? I don't know. You don't know. (laughs) Fair enough. A lot. We're getting close. We're getting into camp season. We've been doing a lot of planning for your camps. I'm going to work on that. Yeah. But you know what? It's a, there's frustrations. I get it. We've, we've talked about that today. Trying to, you know, get all the right time and, and talents and, and people in place. But you know, God's got big plans. They're going to happen. Um, if anybody has any 1950s decorations they would like to lend me for the three days of camp, I would very much appreciate that because that's real. what we're doing. Or better yet, if, you, if, if you've got a heart for um, helping children learn about Jesus, uh, bring the decorations and, and come along with. <laughs> yeah. Could use a couple more talented people. Um, and y'all are talented. Don't Don't pretend you're not. Lots of big things developing with the church plant, getting ready for September. The website's up now. The Facebook's up. Um, 
kind of plant? Oh, a big one. It's going to be a big, <laughs> wonderful fruit-bearing plant. Okay, that's gonna, a good answer. Going to make the kingdom bigger. Heaven just a little bigger every day. Mm. Yeah. So those are things going up. Um, thank you so much to everybody who's been listening. Thank you to everyone who's done interviews and just poured their hearts out about how camp has affected them. Um, I really like having the guests on here and getting to talk to different people, get their experiences. I think there's room. We'll probably do some of that even outside of the context of camp a little bit, maybe. Just hear from some cool people. Do we know any more cool people? Yeah. Couple more. Couple more. Okay. Not a lot. Not a lot. <laughs> just a couple. Just a couple. Um. So let's let's pray, and uh, we'll move on and and just anxiously await next Thursday. All right. All right. Father, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. We love you. We're grateful for you. Um, just all the blessings you've given to us uh, that we don't deserve. I ask that you give all of us health and safety as we go about trying to glorify you. Um, that you help us to see and understand and hear your, your truth every day. That we are disciplined uh, followers of you and studious and just go closer to you that you ignite fires in each of us that just cannot be tamed that anyone who doesn't know you that they reach out to us to somebody directly and uh, you just give us the words and the wisdom to to guide them along the path to to getting to know you and accepting you lord all of us that do know you Man, we just take the next step and, and just and just fan that flame and, and build that fire for you, Lord. Ask all these things in your name. Amen. Amen. Somebody knows it's a podcast. Yes, night. yes. Princess has joined us several times. She's very mouthy. So if you've heard her, say hi, Princess. If you didn't, say hi, Princess. <laughs> She's a cute cat. She's pretty cool. Uh, y'all come here and visit and and she will be she'll be your best, best friend, friend. Yep. yeah um make sure you like us on facebook instagram like follow all that cool stuff comment talk to us tell us what you want to hear tell us uh, what scriptures on your heart what's going on in your life what we can pray for you name it um yeah anything else mm, i don't think so all right well from our national skating medalist and this loser here. You're not a loser. <laughs> you did paint our house while I was gone. I did start painting our future home a little bit. Um, Semi-adequately got primer on. And then our volunteer group came in and did most of the rest of it today. So things are moving along with that. But we uh, we can save that for another time. I digress. You're not a loser. Not a loser. Hashtag not a loser and national medalist. Um <laughs> Good night. Good night.